Hey, everybody, JP Hunt with Inksoft, and you're tuning in for another episode of the Inksoft Sell More Merch Podcast. I'm super excited to be joined by Mel Lay of Allmade. Uh, Mel, we went back and forth for ages trying to coordinate a time and a date to connect, and here we are. So I'm super uh, happy to have you on, and I appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Great. Well, some folks, uh, some of our listeners might not know your backstory and sort of your your origin story, but it's certainly one worth unpacking before we get into our conversation today. So let's kind of level set here and, and do me a favor, share your backstory, you know, tell us about how you got into the industry and sort of what brought you, you know, to present, which is uh, your role with Allmade. Yeah. So I came into the print industry um, in 2014. And uh, really, I was a stay at home mom and, you know, just had two young babies. And um, I kind of was on the brink of the, uh, you know, mom at home making stuff and then making money gig. Um, And I called the mompreneur generation. But um, so I just wanted to make cooler clothes for my kids. We have kind of an alternative outdoorsy lifestyle. And I just really couldn't find anything that fit that for my kids. And I'm into fashion, so it mattered to me. And uh, so I thought, well, hey, maybe I could just start making some clothes. Um, And I don't, I honestly don't know why screen printing was the thing for me. I guess I've always been into making shirts um, for fun, you know, events and whatnot, um, kind of the DIY way. But um, I just kind of started making these really cool unisex designs and uh, took it upon myself to learn how to screen print uh, via the Ryanette DIY tutorial. And nice. um, yeah, just really went hands on early on and then ended up actually just falling in love with screen printing in general and knowing the trade. Um, but what's awesome, Sandy Lake Clothing was the brand I created. I started selling it on Etsy, um, just to kind of, you know, see how fast I could kind of make back my investment was really the initial, like, I bet I could make back, you know, the the cost of the screen printer, all of that, uh, within one year was what I estimated. And, um, it, you know, things on Etsy were really kind of just exploding that year. And I was one of the first children's apparel lines on there. And so, um, it just really took off. And I think you, you know, we had ourselves paid off in just a few months, um, very surprisingly, and, uh, just had this huge, um, you know, burst of customer loyalty and, and these people that just kind of kept buying all of my shirts, like every design we'd put out and, uh, just really exploded fast. Uh, very grateful. I used to think it was, you know, dumb luck. And some of that totally is, but we worked really hard and my husband's part of it. My, my kids were kind of the blood that flew or, um, flowed through the brand. And, um, anyways, yeah, just, it kind of exploded from there and, uh, went, um, had a little one-on-one, uh, with target. They copied a design of ours that, kind of went viral and um uh, which really amplified things from there and then got on Shark Tank as a result of that. So um it was a really awesome experience at, which has led me to um you know the rest of my career in this industry since then and uh yeah just kind of fell in love with with the print industry and and being in a very male dominated industry it's it's fun being a female and um kind of learning the ropes and and you know meeting other women who are who are also, you know, doing the same thing I am. So it's been a fun ride so far. Awesome. Well, let's, let's unpack a little bit more of your previous experience with Sandy Lake clothing. And as you described, you know, 
explosive growth. Uh, you obviously, you know, learned a lot about being an entrepreneur, which obviously is at play now with your experience at Allmade. So, you know, before we move on to your sort of present, give us a bit more insights into some of the things you learned, you know, from starting and operating, you know, Sandy Lake Clothing. You know, give us insights like what, aside from, you know, getting on Etsy and being sort of an early adopter there, what were some of the sales and marketing efforts that you used to, to you know, enjoy that rapid and sustainable growth? Yeah, so I really lucked out. I have a husband in, in marketing. So early on, he uh, kind of gave me a few pointers. And then uh, and then I used, you know, just kind of knowledge of, of social media to take those a little further and be a little more creative with them. But um, the first thing was, uh, I think that gave us success was just being, you know, really creative with our customer service. And so, you know, the Etsy way is kind of, you know, you make your package as cute as possible. The customer experience as you get your product is just an incredible experience. So that was kind of the first very simple thing we did. But um, I would say the major thing for growth with us was really taking advantage of social media. Uh, this was before Instagram even had business accounts. And it was just kind of a platform where you post, you know, pictures of food still back then. And uh, mm-hmm. we created this beautiful community of moms that um, kind of wanted a similar thing that I did. And so I showcased my lifestyle, my kids, and then um, also the the other people who were interested in, in that same thing. And so uh, with social media and beauty, and building this community, um, I was able to just really amplify our platform. And um, that community just grew to the point where, you know, they have your back when when you need them to. And it was just this like, amazing, huge family, which helped us helped us grow uh, on social media wise, um, exponentially, um, just because word of mouth and and I, I just really knew my audience because I was my audience. And so I think that that really helped to relate to my customers. And, um, and I really attribute, really, I got to give Instagram all the, all the credit for my early on growth with the company. Cause, um, it just was incredible, uh, how you right. can build a community there. Totally. That's awesome. Well, thanks for those insights. Well, I'll ask you for, for one more right out of the gate, since we try to focus our conversation on, you know, sales and marketing matters that, you know, positively impact apparel decorators. So of everything you've learned in your entrepreneurial journey to date, you know, if you were to be able to sort of offer up your very best sales and marketing advice, you know, the things that you really wish uh, apparel decorators would embrace or change, you know, to, to improve their bottom line and, and their revenue results, you know, what would be that distilled advice? Yeah. So I think number one, you know, I used to always say, uh, you know, it's hard work, hard work, hard work, hard work, which I think that that's kind of beat itself into the ground. And I think everyone knows, Hey, if you're going to be successful, you better work your butt off. So, um, I, so that was initially what I would say, but, um, now after, you know, just my experience with Sandy Lake and then now moving into some other platforms, um, authenticity by far is the, is the greatest thing that I have learned. The, the best tool, um, would be authenticity and storytelling. And if I were to give any advice to any company, any brand, um, really all across the board would be show you know, it's, it's different age. We, we all know that 2020, a lot of us are working from home now and, you know, shops are smaller and people aren't going out as much, but they still have that phone in their hand. 
And so if you're showing that authenticity and telling your brand or your company's story through social media, through your email blast, whatever it may be, um, I, I've learned just over the years that it's the greatest way to build you know, this amazing community of people who want to continually buy your product and 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 be you know kind of a follow of your brand no matter whether you're making a product or or um you know or or selling a brand it, it doesn't really matter i think people just want that that backstory and who you are and why you got to where you did and who your team members are and what you're doing you know in between posting products you know and so i think that just that authenticity is is uh, bar none you know what i would say should make number one priority yeah, I think that's really good advice. It's the difference be- between being a business and offering up a what could be perceived as a commodity product or you know making a more meaningful statement about who you are, what you represent and trying to align with uh, you know those those consumers. So I think that's that's really great advice. Yeah. So sorry, people can just see through it now too. Like if totally. you're if you're fake and you're you're not, yeah. you know, you don't believe in what you're doing, it's people are smart, man. So it's like they, they'll see right through it and then, you know, they won't believe in your brand. And so it's, it's just so important. Yeah. That's a good point. I think the buzzword amongst, you know, uh, sort of classic marketers, right. Is, you know, you must be authentic and, and it's really hard for those marketers to really convey what it is that that means. And so I think the most successful examples, and I think, you know, you would speak to this is just, you know, do what comes natural, right? And, and, and speak, you know, power to truth and whatever your mission or vision or values might be. Um, but you're right. Consumers can sniff out, you know, a, a fake, uh, you know, brand in, in a heartbeat. So it, it seems like if you don't deploy it the right way, you could also get yourself in trouble, you know? Oh, yes. So I think we, we initially started our conversation and agreed to do this podcast because I wanted to really pick your brain and, and drill into, helping to teach decorators how to position and present and really ultimately sell more sort of premium products. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I thought of you immediately because all made isn't the least expensive garment. Um, and there's been a lot of apparel decorators, a lot of mutual customers that are wildly, you know, successful in, in selling um, all made product. So that, that was the original attraction to bring you onto the podcast. So, Let's kind of first let's talk about Allmade as a product, as a brand, um, you know, maybe give some background and context for those that aren't familiar. And then I'm going to ask you for some advice as it relates to, you know, your experience in positioning a premium product compared to, say, that economy T-shirt. So we'll put you on the spot to tell us all about Allmade, if you will. Yeah, no problem. So uh, as I was running Sandy Lake Clothing, I was... um, I was introduced to Ryan Moore who wanted to start this awesome t-shirt brand that was all about sustainability, wanted to disrupt the blank t-shirt industry and create this, um, this brand that had products that was good for people and good for the planet. Um, and it was a huge undertaking. Um, but I, I agreed to, you know, kind of test the waters and, and, see what it would be like to help grow this company. And he actually brought together 10 screen printing um, entrepreneurs, owners all over the country. We got together, traveled to Haiti um, and started building this t-shirt that was providing fair wages to uh, Haitians that um, had, you know, there's so many economic orphans, they call them in Haiti and um, kids who are in orphanages, but they have parents, they just can't afford to keep kids in their family. And um, it, it was devastating going there and seeing that and realizing, wow, these kids actually have parents. And if we could only provide them jobs that 
paid more, then they could keep their kids and, and we could really actually help the economy of Haiti and specifically Port-au-Prince. Um, so that was my initial, uh, the, just a passion for people. And I, I wanted that to be, I wanted a purpose in my brand, Sandy Lake, um, it, it bigger than just creating cool clothes. I wanted something that meant, that was meaningful to me as my company grew. So I, I uh, jumped aboard. And then while we were there, I learned all about how you can actually, well, just really how the apparel industry is just so bad on the environment and um, the way we make clothes. I mean, I'd always heard about sweatshops and you hear more about that type of thing, but really just the water consumption and chemicals and it's, it's just terrible. And so I uh, learned a ton about that. And then, I, I mean, from that day on or that week on, I was sold uh, on helping create this new awesome product, uh, which became All Made Apparel. And uh, we've been selling shirts for two years now um, and just just did a big uh, partnership with Sanmar. So building even more product um, coming out next year. Really excited about it. But our, our shirts are basically made out of recycled polyester and organic cotton and uh, tensile modal. So um, very eco-friendly and super soft still and great fitting. And, and we're trying to be competitive in the market with other brands um, as far as fit goes and style, but also just, you know, kind of be this option that is, it's good for the environment. And and we really just want to raise the standard of, you know, t-shirts and, and, you know, the standard blank. We want to be, um, we just want to raise the standard from that dollar, you know, economy t-shirt you were talking about. Um, And yeah, so advice on on marketing these. So we are a, like a five dollar price point for a blank shirt. Um, obviously, it takes a little more money to become organic, do the recycled polyester, and, and create what we're making. But um, we like to talk. To, well, first of all, if you're wanting a product like all made, um, a part of your brand or, or selling to your customers, uh, then we really say, you know, if you have a customer that aligns with um, values that Allmade has. So Allmade's values are we care about the planet and we care about people and, um, and you know, price, it's a little bit more, but for us, it's worth it because if something aligns with your values, man, you're going to be able to sell it exponentially better. And so, sure. sorry, one sec. Um, and so, so we always say, you know, hey, if you've got a, a lot of companies that are, you know, Fortune 100 companies and uh, breweries and and philanthropy groups, you know, it's always so frustrating when you have this awesome, you know, company like Four Ocean, let's say, which is a brilliant company that cleans up the ocean. And those, they should be using um, T-shirts, you know, they're always wearing their blue T-shirts, which they are, by the way. So I'm using them as an example because they're great at this, but they should be wearing an eco-friendly shirt because that's what they're portraying in their brand. So when you're selling a premium product like this, you want to make sure that your customer aligns with the same values as, you know, the brand you're selling them, whether that be all made or any other brand for that matter. Um, But we also like to say that, you know, you got to have every price point. So you want to have a t-shirt that is, you know, more economy. And and obviously there's always going to be those people that come in and they want the cheapest shirt and there's really no negotiating otherwise. Um, And maybe there's a very extremely low budget. It's a school t-shirt or whatnot. Those people are probably going to always stick with that. And you can do your best to try to sell them. But we highly suggest just focusing on having kind of three different price points, um, uh, you know, a a lower, a medium, and then, you know, the best t-shirt option, we like to call it, which would be a shirt like all made, an eco-friendly, sustainable shirt. 
and and just you know kind of walk them through and say, hey, this is what you're doing um, with you know this shirt. This is what this shirt's going to give you, and it, you know this is our premium product and um, and and let them kind of make the choice and and then it kind of give them all the information that they need. Um, one thing we really strived for when we started our brand was to create an impact calculator so you can go on Allmade site and actually see the clear impact you're making with, you know, a hundred shirts and how much water you're saving and, and how much recycled plastic you're saving. And so for us, that was a really amazing way for our customers to sell all made, right? Cause you have customer come in, they want a hundred shirts and you pull up the website, type it in and they know, wow, I'm saving, you know, 600 water bottles with this one order. And, um, right then and there, they're feeling that impact and that's exciting for them. And it's just so much easier to sell them on that premium product. Sure. Yeah. That makes a a lot of sense. Um, do you, I guess in this sort of presentation to the consumer, right, you're listing out options, good, better, best, Mm -hmm. um, you know, helping to guide them, you know, asking questions about, well, what is your budget? And, um, I mean, it seems like to really embrace this fully, it's it's not being a, the lazy decorator. It's it's being proactive and asking the right questions, right? Mm-hmm. You know, how important is sustainability to your business or your brand or your organization? It just seems like, you know, if if um, as a decorator or promotional product distributor, if you just took a little bit more interest in really understanding the person you're selling to and seeing what is important to them, it seems like that'd be a great way to present, you know, all made or a sustainable product, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think so, you're I, going to sell any product. <laughs> no, absolutely, yeah. Get get to get to know the customer, right? Yeah. So you you raise an interesting question when we talk about sustainability, right? And, and this is increasingly becoming something important to every organization. A lot of corporations, in fact, are embracing these governance and compliance. With you know, every year, we're going to make X investment or do X things to reduce our footprint. Or so it's it's becoming a sort of a, a very prescient you know thing amongst uh, larger organizations in particular, but. You know, what would you suggest, you know, for an apparel decorator or print shop to be thinking about as it relates to, you know, embracing sustainability and in both, you know, the products that they're reselling and offering up to customers, but also their print methods and maybe the way they handle cleanup and things of that nature? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's interesting when we started this venture, we, the, the founding printers that started all made weren't all really doing environmentally awesome things in our shop. We, you know, still using plastic. I was still using Plastisol ink only. I hadn't even, you know, tested any waters of uh, any other, you know, cleanup way. I was wasting a ton of, you know, cleanup products as well and chemicals and which we all know is just can be so devastating to your health as you're, you know, making apparel. Um, but so, you know, for all of us, this was definitely a wake up call for our brands as well. And it's been really beautiful to watch. Um, so many of our founders, um, Dominic Rosacci of Superior Inc. In, in Denver is a great example of somebody who really transformed their entire, um, shop. They're, they're a huge, huge shop. Um, and they a huge print shop, I should say. And they, uh, you know, uh, completely switched over to water-based ink. Um, and then, so I was actually talking to Dominic the other day about, you know, what are some great ways, what are some ways people can kind of follow in your footsteps and what you did. And he actually had um, some people come in and evaluate his shop and let him know the areas like, Hey, you could really work on this. You could start working on this and, and to not all in one day, just say, Hey, I have to change everything because I need to right. be 
a sustainable company, but just take little baby steps here and there to just say, hey, you know, we are going to require, you know, recycling our products and and offering water-based ink whenever we possibly can and, you know, reusing as much as we can. And um, I think that those little baby steps, just um, people notice it. And, and I think that's the second fold of this is that um, your customers now in in this day and age, um, this is almost a requirement to a lot of them. And yes, it depends on what part of the country you're on, what customer walks in the door. But um, for so many people, if they know that you are, you know, trying to be as sustainable as possible in your business practices, it's almost like this little extra push for them to want to do business with you because uh, it's just a, a part of a lot of people's values. And, and Grant, I do live in Oregon, which is like, you know, the greenest state ever. And we're very proud of that. But, um, you know, I grew up in Washington, just, you know, a border away, a state away. And, and, you know, in my County, we didn't even have to recycle. It wasn't even a thing. And that's still a lot of places in the United States. And I think that, you know, I still cringe when I go home and I hear my, or, you know, see my dad putting pop cans in the garbage bin. It just like, but for me, you know, so I think that, not even just in business, but in everyday practices, we just, you know, need to be better. Um, we're one of the countries in the world that has the least amount of um, recycling. There's so, I mean, so many countries doing so much better than us. And um, I think that, you know, it starts in businesses and it starts with those small choices. But I do think overall, the, your your customer that walks through the door um it's it's just they they just want that now and and some are even going to ask you um, which I think is amazing and we have actually been encouraging uh, people you know no matter what product you're buying to ask more questions ask how it's made you know ask what they're shipping it in and and um, and uh, yeah so I think that it's just a kind of a no brainer to start start transitioning your brand or your company into um, just this this sustainability these steps that you can take. Sure. And I think anecdotally, we've seen, you know, Inksoft customers really engage with local community fundraising programs. Um, so they can, you know, it's sort of a goodwill generation opportunity, right? Where, hey, we live in this community. Yeah. We care about, you know, our community. So here's the things we're doing. We're raising funds. We're, uh, you know, a sustainable operation and we're hiring. So just, it feels like, A, it's the right thing to do. But there's a lot of marketing upside if you actively talk about it and the value in concert with maybe the other things you're doing. But I think you're right. It, it might sort of be the thing that pushes a consumer over the edge to commit to print shop A versus print shop B. You know, the pricing's nearly the same, but hey, these guys really care about our community. I think that's a, a powerful, you know, marketing uh, opportunity if used consistently and and made very obvious and present. So seems like yeah. one of those things that might get neglected, you know, it's maybe something we care about, we do, but do we actively communicate that this is what we believe in? These are the steps we're taking. It's being sort of active in the marketing side. Yeah. I love what you're saying. But I, I always say you got to, if you're going to talk the talk, you got to walk the walk. And I, I love that, you know, if you're, if you are doing, you know, community events and, and cleanup and, and, you know, involving your team, which by the way, it's going to be incredible for your team because, you know, what, what, um, employee doesn't love to be, you know, a part of feeling included. And, and so that's just amazing, but also your community, you know, it's a great way to, to market to your community that you're actually, you know, cleaning up and, and doing things together. And I, yeah, I think it's amazing. And I think it's just, you know, on social media, there's just a ton of greenwashing right now. And, and by actually doing those things and, and, you know, going out and making a difference, um, 
and then, and then sharing that and, and, and inviting others to join you. It's just, you know, you're being authentic again and real. And going back to that very first question you asked me about, you know, just building this community and, and marketing your, you know, authentic brand is just brilliant. It all flows together. Well, that's a great segue to my next question. And this has to deal with this notion of cause-based marketing, which is something I think Allmade is an excellent case study for cause-based marketing. But, you know, from my view, Allmade isn't just a sustainable, you know, premium sort of fashion fit, you know, apparel brand. You know, it sort of stands for something, right? And I think that goes back to the origin story about starting, you know, as a founder-led organization with people that are in the industry that care, that align with the, the mission and the vision. So do me a favor and share with us, you know, what is meant by, you know, all made sort of positioning, you know, feel your impact. Yeah. So when we first started, uh, the initial um, tagline that we had was make it better, which I love, still love so much because make it better meant so much to me at the time because I wanted to make my own life better, you know, as far as sustainability and the apparel I was using and how I was making apparel and how I'm talking to customers. But, um, and so we started off with that. Um, however, I mean, for anyone building brands, you know, you can't just like, you know, trademark any tagline. There's some other people that had used it as well. So we, we, as as the brand grew, we realized, okay, we need to kind of reposition ourselves now that we are, selling shirts and and this is catching on and we knew it was going to be something. So um, early January, uh, we kind of got together as all the founders and, and some of the people with our new partnership with Samar, we all got together and kind of reinvented, like went backwards and, and talked about, again, here, why did we start this company and get back to our roots, make sure that we were, you know, staying, you know, within everything that we had wanted the company to be from the beginning. And out of that came this new tagline, feel your impact. And, and really what it means to me is, first of all, we love that our shirts are super soft. It's, it's a sales tool of ours that we, you know, love telling people because it's true. All you have to do is touch an all made shirt and you know that it's super soft. So feel is kind of just this like texture, you know, you, you know, it's this um, hands-on word, but it's also an emotion. And uh, we just love that, you know, we want our customers to make an impact and the end, you know, t-shirt wear to, to feel like they are making an impact as well, because they are, because every shirt has six recycled water bottles in it. Um, and so I just, it's, it's all about making an impact on this planet and on people. And, um, and I, I just, I love the double entendre of the word feel. Um, and I think, you know, as far as cause-based marketing goes, now that I've been a part of a brand that is, you know, cause-based, I just don't know how, if I could ever do anything else. Um, I think that there's this amazing passion that comes behind, you know, doing what you love and then also being able to, um, you know, help others while you're doing it. Not everybody can do that. Um, but I just think it's, you know, you see so many companies that are, you know, for every shirt will plant a tree and and there's literally companies you can just donate a dollar from that shirt sale and they'll plant the tree for you nowadays, you know? And so, I think what's brilliant is that it's it's really easy to make your company have some sort of give back or cause to it. Um, and I think it not only as a marketing tool helps, you know, people relate to your brand and, 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 and love your brand, but it also, you know, it just makes you feel good. And, and making an impact is, you know, in whatever 
um, whatever area that is, is just, it's, it's, it's a feel good experience. And and we really need that in our lives right now. I feel like, especially this year. I, I agree. I think most people would agree. Um, so let's kind of relate this. I think that there's, we can bring this conversation together. Um, so, you know, Inksoft customers have done an amazing job with cause-based marketing in terms of fundraising for local community, uh, for local organizations that are in need. And especially during COVID, uh, we saw some amazing success stories of how, you know, decorators were able to mobilize, you know, their experience, their expertise, their capabilities, and really get to task helping, you know, local small businesses raise money to sustain themselves. And so that was the here for good sort of uh, fundraising, you know, local community efforts. And obviously that's cause-based marketing in, in full effect. And a lot of folks that had engaged there weren't fully aware that that's exactly what they were engaging in, cause-based marketing. But they continue to do it to this day and we continue to see amazing results. So let's talk about maybe how, you know, positioning a product like Allmade, right? S- sustainable, you know, fashion fit, a, a great backstory. Like, How do you integrate those two together to go to market with an amazing product that has a unique story with, say, your fundraising capabilities, or your ability to do good? Um, how do you think about sort of bridging those together? Yeah, I mean, I personally, I kind of think it's it's a it's a no brainer to if you're helping out, you know. Well, I actually, I'm gonna take that back. I think that you know, five to ten years ago, if you were doing some sort of fundraiser like this, um, I would say that most of the time, and tell me if I'm wrong, but most people would use the cheapest shirt on the market. They would use the dollar shirt because then there's you know, your margin is better and, and whatnot, but then you sell that shirt and then, you know, and you're helping out these great organizations by fundraising and, you know, you're making money and things are popping, but then, you know, they're buying, those aren't going to be repeat customers because they're, you know, their print is bad and, and the shirt, they don't like it after it was washed once and it shrank weird and it's not soft or, you know, all these issues where this, this, the cheap economy shirt, isn't really a shirt that lasts. It's not really a shirt that you end up loving or want to, you know, every time you go to grab a shirt out of your drawer, you wear over and over again. And I think that um, just, you know, for for repeat customers and, pe- and people to love your brand and love your shirt you, you and, and want to continue to support you, especially if this is a, you know, a lot of these that came out of these fundraisers were logoed shirts. They were, you know, the ma and pa restaurant down the street yep. that that you know needed to survive in this moment, which is, by the way, it's so beautiful. And I love that you guys did a platform for this because it's, I know so many shops that it, it helped immensely, even some of our founders. And um, so, but I think that it's kind of a no brainer. And now that with more products available like ours uh, to use a shirt that people want to wear and that story, man, it, it's such a great selling point. I mean, when you are have these online store platforms and you have, you know, your, your product description and what, what is there to say about a shirt? Not a lot, you know, you can say the size and the fit and whatnot, but to add in there, you know, that this was, you know, made with fair, fair labor and that it's made from, you know, X amount of pounds of recycled plastic or six water bottles or saves this much water compared to a conventional shirt. I feel like these little selling points just help drive home that, Hey, you're getting a great shirt that's helping your community, but it's also helping the planet and people. And it's just all the way, it's just good all the way through. And, and I think that, I mean, there's really, there's really no better way. So I, I do think that they go hand in hand. Um, and cause yeah, and I agree with you. I think, I don't think people really realized that this 
this setup was cause based. I think everyone at that moment was trying to survive. And, you know, how can we stay afloat? We need to keep, you know, printers on the press. And I love everything that came out of this. And I I mean, it saved so many shops and I'm sure helped the bottom line for so many businesses that had to close up and are still closed. And so it, it was brilliant. I loved it. Yeah, I think one of the the meaningful things to, you know, take away from the Here for Good movement is, you know, part of the best practice was using a premium product and and using that in the product presentation and the storytell. I think the other thing that we've come to learn is, you know, understanding, again, the customer and their needs and their brand and asking the simple questions, you know, making it clear that, you know, the products that we're going to choose to represent your brand and your identity and print ultimately whether it be a gift giving or however the goods will be distributed, you know, the product itself is going to be a reflection of your brand and of your identity. So, you know, we, we know your budget is limited, but you, we might want to rethink, you know, how we're going to allocate that budget and really driving people towards that premium product. And I've been hearing a lot of discussion in our industry about the sort of the, you know, lasting value compared to the single use product. Mm-hmm. I think really helping to educate clients that, not only is this product going to be a reflection of your brand and your logo ultimately, um, but how, how is that going to look over time? You know, or do you expect and want people to to leverage this product and get multiple exposures to it, or are you okay that it's going to end up in a landfill? Right. Mm-hmm. So it just seems um, you know like the industry is really coming together, uh, sort of at a whole, right, to talk about these things and try to retool salespeople and um, you know, try to sharpen the product presentation to really make eco-friendly products sort of inclusive and even prioritize those because it does matter, right? And it's going to matter uh, in the future. So I think developing those good habits now makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I've am i seen such a huge movement even just in the last two years and and it's really exciting to be a part of and I'm really proud of so many shops for just making, yeah, those simple changes. And um, it's, you know, it's kind of, it feels so nerdy to be like, save the planet, you know, and, and it really, it's so much more than that. It's just being mindful and, and, and it's, it's a great marketing tool. And and if, you know, if it, if it aligns with your customer's values, then that's the shirt you should be selling to them. Not the, yeah, not the economy. You know, it's interesting too. I'm seeing examples of this notion like outside of our industry and a good example is in sort of investments, right? There's now mutual funds or index funds that are comprised of companies that meet certain criteria for sustainability or, um, you know, for doing good for the environment and opting out those companies that might be responsible for pollution or Uh greenhouse gas emissions. So, I mean, even investors are now following their passion, following their, their values and virtues and making really intentional decisions to invest their money with, uh, you know, again, a mutual fund that has a composite of, you know, companies that meet that criteria. So it's just interesting to see this happening in different spaces altogether. And it's, com- it's consumers that are really driving this sort of demand. Um, so I think Allmate is obviously well positioned to continue to be successful, um, you know, given I, I see uh, continuous year over year growth for, for these types of products. So with that said, what you know, what should people expect from Allmade now and into the future? I mean, is there anything you can speculate or sneak peek for 2021 or you know, what what you folks are planning? Is there anything you can share with our listeners? 
Yeah. So we are, you know, continually trying to make great products. Right now, our line is made up of just our tri-blend apparel and uh, obviously have wanted to expand that. Um, But we want to be diligent about where we make our product and, you know, where our cotton comes from and so forth. So um, we finally got to that point this year. It's really exciting. Um, Little sneak peek, 2021 um, spring, we are coming out with a line of 100% organic cotton t-shirts. Um, nice. Yeah, made with Indian or India cotton. And um, we, yeah, found this amazing, amazing factory there uh, called Shahi that is completely vertical manufacturing and and uh, just an amazing place. I've, I learned a ton about it yesterday. Uh, we have a podcast called Feel Your Impact and we talk a lot about it on there. Um, but it's exciting to kind of, we started in Haiti, but to, you know, go global. And, and now we're manufacturing at this amazing facility in Honduras and then moving into India. And, you know, we, there's such a bad rap on apparel manufacturing, but there are some incredible places um, that are, you know, completely solar and, and, and just doing amazing things where literally you can see other factories down the road with their black plumes of smoke. And, you know, ours is just this fresh steam coming out. And um, so, it's exciting to expand. So yeah, we have hundred percent organic cotton coming out next year and then, um, super sneak peek, but we definitely have some hoodies in the making, um, by the fall of next year. So I can't say a ton about that, but we're really, really excited because we know a lot of our customers and a lot of print shops really wants more options for eco-friendly fleece. So we are working on that. That's awesome. So for our listeners that want to know more about Allmade, give us a sense of where folks can follow you, find you, learn more about the brand and the product offering. Yeah, go follow us on social at Allmade Apparel. We are always, um, you know, we we love chatting with people who want to learn more about how to sell, you know, a premium product better. So feel free to reach out to us or you can hit up contact at Allmade.com or mel at Allmade.com if you'd like to chat with me more and uh, we'd love to get you some samples and talk to you more about, you know, why all made's a great, great product to have in your shop. Awesome. Well, we're going to end on a note of gratitude. Mel Lay, thank you for joining us and taking the time to share the backstory and give some of your insight and advice. Uh, I also want to compliment you on being a super turbo successful female entrepreneur. So it's nice to see you additional, uh, leaders in our space, uh, representing the non-male uh, perspective. So good on you. An amazing uh, backstory and success with Sandy Lake and, and bringing that uh, experience to, to Allmade. I'm really excited to see what the brand will continue to do and produce. And uh, so anyway, thanks for uh, taking the time to join us today. I really appreciate it. Oh, man. Thank you so much. It's been a blast. All right, Mel. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem.